Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Versatility Podcast. For today's episode, I'm going to be doing my week 9 recap. And, well, this week was kind of crazy. So, uh, yeah, a lot of upsets, a lot of good teams playing bad, a lot of bad teams playing pretty good. So, yeah, let's get started. Anyways, let's start off with the New York Jets versus the Colts game. That was on Thursday night. The Colts won this game 45-30. to Josh Johnson, 27 for 41, 317 yards, three touchdowns and one interception. Mike White also threw a touchdown with 95 yards, seven for 11. Uh, two receiving touchdowns by Elijah Moore, one receiving touchdown by Ty Johnson, and one by Ryan Griffin. And for the Colts, Carson Wentz, 22 for 30, 272 yards, three touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns for Jonathan Thaler. Naeem Himes had one rushing touchdown and as well receiving one to Michael Pittman Jr. and Jack Doyle and even Danny Pinter. So the Jets offense were good. They played. They scored 30 points. They were pretty much on the ball throughout the whole game. The Colts, though, offensively, they were really killing them. And in the first half, the Colts were really taking off. They were really playing their ass. So yeah, the Colts just they, they they were scoring a bunch of points. That defense was not that good for the Jets. It really historically isn't good at all, but still was a respectable amount of points that they allowed and well, again, they still got the L. But the Jets, they're 2 and 6. Next week they go up against the Bills, so that's going to be a pretty tough game for them as well for the Colts. They're going to go up against the Jaguars, so and the opposite, they were going to have a pretty easy opponent next week. But the Colts, they do win 45-30. to 30. Next game, we got the L- Las Vegas Raiders versus the New York Giants. And the Giants won this game 23-16. to 16. Derek Carr, 30-46, 296 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Uh, receiving touchdowns went, through, went to Hen- Hunter Renfro. And the Giants, Daniel Jones, 15 for 20, 110 yards, one touchdown. And that single touchdown went to um, Evan Ingram. So the Giants had a pretty close game against the Raiders. And offensively, nothing too crazy, only 23 points, a bunch of field goals they kicked. Only had, of course, one touchdown that they had, I believe, in what, the second? Or I believe it was in the... The third quarter or in the fourth quarter. And, or no, I think it was in the first or in the third quarter. One of those two quarters, they scored a touchdown. And the defense was a lot better than expected. I mean, the Raiders are one of the biggest threats in the AFC. They've kind of looked like a, a, a serious contender this year, even though I still have my doubts on them. And, well, this is a loss that the Raiders took, losing to the Giants. They really just played better offensively, uh, even though it was really kind of back and forth. The defense, kind of bad. I'm not even going to lie. The, the defense was kind of lacking a little bit. They were also missing a lot of uh, crucial turnovers. Some point of the game, yeah, the, the, the Giants really just took care of, of business in this one. And, yeah, they're 3-6. and six. Next week, they go up against the Buccaneers, so that's going to be another tough game. But, actually, that'll be, that won't be next week. That'll be on the 22nd. That'll be a Monday Night Football in two weeks and as for the Raiders they're going to be taking on the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday night football this Sunday so that should be a pretty interesting game considering both teams I believe have the same record or the Chiefs are five and four and the Raiders are five and three so yeah and we'll get to the Chiefs in a bit so the Giants they win this game 23 to 16. Next game we got the Atlanta Falcons versus the New Orleans Saints the Saints they got upset and they lose to the Falcons by a game-winning extra field goal um, by Young Ho Ko. Matt Ryan, 23 for 30, 343 yards, two touchdowns, a rushing touchdown for Matt Ryan, two passing or two passing touchdowns, and receiving touchdowns for Alatomy Zacchaeus. The defense was great. The Saints, however, 25 for 41 for Trevor Simeon, 249 yards, two touchdowns, one touchdown, one rushing touchdown. And then a receiving touchdown for Kenny Stills and Marcus Galloway. So the Saints for the first three quarters of the game were bad offensively. They could not get on the scoreboard. They could not score points. They were not in the end zone. Now in the fourth quarter, they were able to score 22 and 
The Falcons were super close in choking this one. They were super close in choking this game away. I I saw this and I was like, oh my god, no. The Falcons are about to choke again for the 100th fucking time in the last three fucking seasons. No. What is going on? This is too much. Like, this is ridiculous. But Yahoko saved the day. He did not fuck up. He got he understood the assignment. He hit the game winning field goal for them to win the game. So yeah, the Falcons are four and four, and the Saints are five and three. Again, the Saints, they're looking like a good team this year. The playoff team, playoff contender. Again, um Jameis Winston is out for the season. Their quarterbacking, uh the quarterback, their signal callers right now haven't been playing great. But even though Trevor Simeon wasn't bad himself, it was really that fourth quarter where he only sh- showed up. But then again, the Falcons, offensively, they actually were actually not that bad, even though considering it was really just the Saints offense that was just doing nothing throughout the game until we got to the fourth quarter where they actually got on a roll and almost choked, almost choked the Falcons. But they were lucky. They won the game. Now they're 4-4. Four and four. Next week, they're going to go up against the Cowboys. So that should be a tough game. And, oh, man, last year when they played against the Cowboys, we remember how badly they choked. And the Saints, they'll go up against the Titans. So that should be a week 10 coming up. So, yeah, the Falcons, they defeat the Saints 27-25. Next game, we got the Buffalo Bills versus the Washington, uh, not Washington, versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, So if you ask me, how did this happen? I don't I don't know how this happened. I really don't know how this happened. Um the Bills they lose to the Jaguars 6 to 9. Nice. The Josh Allen the quarterback 31 for 47, 260 uh 64 yards, zero touchdowns, two interceptions. Yeah, Josh Allen the QB was bad. Trevor Lawrence 15 for 26, 118, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. Uh, there was no touchdowns in this game. There was literally just five field goals in this game. Very, very boring. If you're more of an offensive player, if you like offense more than defense, the defense for the Jaguars somehow played amazing. They stopped the fuck out of that Bills offense. They couldn't get anywhere near the end zone or even the red zone in general. They didn't allow a single touchdown. They were lucky to hit at least two field goals and score six points on the board because they were super close in getting shut out. The Bills getting shut out by the damn Jaguars. So I have to give it to you. And also the fun, the greatest stat that I've ever heard in my entire life, Josh Allen. Yes, Josh Allen, the quarterback. He was sacked, intercepted, and received a fumble. From Josh Allen, the defensive end for the Jaguars. Yes, you heard that right. The defensive end, Josh Allen for the Jaguars. He tackled, intercepted, and received a fumble from Josh Allen, the QB. So that's just amazing. It's just amazing how Josh Allen played better than Josh Allen. The Josh Allen that you don't have on your fantasy team is the Josh Allen that played better than the one that you have on your fantasy team. And I'm talking to myself because obviously Josh Allen didn't do nothing for me in fantasy. He did nothing. So, yeah, the Bills, they lost to the damn Jaguars. Nothing much to say. That Bills offense was horrible. Horrible. I don't know what the hell happened. I don't know how the Jaguars managed to play defense like that. I don't know. They just showed up at the right time. A huge W for the Jaguars. This is the first game they won in America since week one of 2020. So congratulations, the Jaguars. They're definitely celebrating this W because this one is a big one for the Jaguars. So congratulations. I mean, next week, the Jaguars are going to be taking on the Colts. So that should probably be a challenge, but I don't know. They beat the they beat the Bills, so I don't know if that's even a challenge for the Jaguars now. But now they're two and six, and the Bills are five and three. And next week they're taking on the Jets, which come on, as I would expect, should be an easy game. 
But now that the Jaguar has beat them, I don't really expect that now. Especially since I believe the Jets are just a little bit better than the Jaguars this year. Just a little bit better than the Jaguars. So, yeah. And again, I'm, I still believe in the Bills. This really doesn't change a lot for me, but still, what a bad loss. You can't, you really can't take that away from them. It's, it was still a horrible loss for the Bills. But they'll bounce back. They'll bounce back. It anything, any, it's nothing too crazy. You know, they'll be back. Uh, they're still a great team. I still believe in Josh Allen. Both Josh Allens, if I'm being honest with you. So, so yeah. Really nothing crazy. So the Jaguars, they won nine to six. Next game, we got the Cleveland Browns versus the Cincinnati Bengals. When the Browns came to Cincinnati and demolished the Bengals, the Bengals and the Browns are both now five and four. Baker Mayfield, 14 for 21, 218 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. Those two rushing touchdowns from Nick Chubb and a receiving touchdown for Donovan Peoples-Jones and David Nyoko. And then for the Bengals, Joe Burrow, 28 for 40, 282 yards, two interceptions, two rushing touchdowns for Joe Mixon. And yeah, it was really nothing special for the Bengals offense. Joe Burrow played bad. Um, that offense wasn't really going anywhere. And the Browns defense was killing them. And then that Browns offense at the same time, the run game, Nick Chubb. Yeah, he's the best running back in the league when Derrick Henry is... Is out. Um, uh, you know, you could obviously, you know, CMC and, and Kamara and uh, and Dalvin Cook. But uh, I guess Nick Chubb right now has proven that he's right now just the best running back. You know, Derrick Henry never existed or never played this season. But unfortunately, he's, he's out for the season. But the Browns, I mean, they stepped up. Now, they're a very weird team because... I kind of expected them to play a little bit better than they had last season, which, you know, surprised everybody making to the playoffs and winning a playoff game as well. They haven't been as good as that team. Of course, uh, locker room situation, the whole Dell situation has kind of made it a little bit difficult uh, for the team to kind of stay focused. But again, that really isn't taking too much of their time and their and, and, uh, and their energy. They're real. They're really focused on winning these games, and of course, making the playoffs once again, winning a Super Bowl because they really do have the potential of winning the Super Bowl. And I never thought I would ever say that because you know, five years ago they were literally zero and sixteen, and now they have a potential to make the playoffs. But the Bengals, they were also that team. They 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 thought they were that guy. They thought that they were they were that team. After they defeated the Ravens, everybody was like, "Yep." The Bengals are the best team in football at this point, in the, at least in the AFC. And they lost to the Jets, and they got fucked by the Browns. They're now five and four. They are still in this in this division spot quite quite nicely. They could still win the division, even though they're five and four, and they're last in the division. The Ravens are six and two. The Steelers four and three. Browns and the Bengals are tied at five and four. This division can go to honestly anybody. It's actually kind of crazy how anyone in this division can actually win it. But it's most likely the Ravens will probably take care of business for that division. But we'll have to wait and see. But the Browns, they do defeat the Bengals 41-16. to Next game, we got the New England Patriots versus the Carolina Panthers. The Patriots, they defeat the Panthers 24-6. to The Patriots are now 5-4. and And the Panthers are 4-5 and now. Mac Jones, 12 for 18, 139 yards, one touchdown, one interception, a rushing touchdown for Damian Harris, and a receiving touchdown for Hunter Henry. And for the Panthers, Sam Darnold, 16 for 33, 172 yards, zero touchdowns, three interceptions. Yikes. Um, yeah, the Panthers offensively didn't do nothing against the Patriots defense. The Patriots tortured them pretty much. Um, Matt Jones didn't play that great. Um, he has probably been the best rookie, uh, best offensive rookie this year, the best QB so far in the in the draft class and in this uh, this rookie season. But it hasn't really been a huge margin uh, by that much. I mean, Trevor Lawrence has been struggling. Justin Fields has been inconsistent as well. 
Um, Trey Lance in and out because obviously Jimmy Garoppolo is taking a lot of his time. You know, uh, uh, who else? Zach Wilson, uh, very consistent, but obviously now he's due to injury. So yeah, a lot, a lot of QBs haven't been, a lot of rookie QBs haven't been stepping up as much. But Mac Jones has probably been the most consistent, probably has been the best uh, player so far. And the Patriots are a sneaky good team. Um, the Patriots are maybe not Super Bowl contenders in my eyes, but playoffs, I did say they definitely have that potential to make the postseason. Definitely for a run in the postseason. They're five and four. They've won three of their last uh, four games, or they've won four of their last five games. So they've actually been playing pretty well um, these last couple weeks. I mean, their last loss was against the Cowboys, which was all the way in uh, on uh, in that was on uh, the seventeenth of October. So it's been three weeks, and the, the Patriots have been looking pretty good. Um, they do will have to play against the Browns um, next week. So that will be a, a big, big statement if they do a, if they're able to defeat the Cleveland Browns. And for the Panthers now four and five, yeah, Sam Darnold was bad. That offense was bad, man. Sam Darnold, I thought he was have a resurgence in in for the, in Carolina, but no, man, he's just been playing bad this season. It's been looking pretty bad for Sam Darnold and for the Panthers, but yeah, just nothing, just nothing impressive, nothing impressive at all. That's it. The Panthers, they're going to be taking on the Arizona Cardinals on Sunday, on November 14th. So that's going to be another tough game for the Panthers. Just, man, they just can't catch a break. They've been playing really good teams. The Cardinals, yeah, probably going to stomp on them. So, yeah, the Patriots, they defeat the Panthers 24-6. Next game, we got the Denver Broncos versus the Dallas Cowboys. Another game where you would have thought, hey, maybe the Cowboys definitely got this one in the bag. Psych! The Broncos, they won this game 30 to 16. Broncos 5 and 4 and the Cowboys 6 and 2. Yeah. Want to talk about the defense for that Dallas Cowboys in the first 3 quarters? Yikes. Playing like the 2020 defense from last season just was bad. Um and as well as the offense. Just bad. Teddy Bridgewater 19 for 28, 241 yards, one touchdown. A rushing touchdown for Melvin Gordon and for Teddy Bridgewater. And then a receiving touchdown for Tim Patrick. And then for the Cowboys, Zach Prescott, 19 for 39, 232 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Two receiving touchdowns from Malik Turner. Yeah, the Cowboys, they just they just did not play good offensively and defensively. They were a mess. They were super sloppy. A lot of inconsistent throws. A lot of turnovers. Um... I did notice that Dak kind of overmissed and overthrew a lot of blown uh, passes. Um, he did see C.D. Lamb wide open a couple times and never, never threw it to him. There was a lot of weird, inconsistent play calling from the from the coach as well. It was really weird. The Cowboys had a pretty, pretty dumb loss. A, a lot of it could have been avoided. Just simple mistakes, but. Again, you know, the Cowboys, they, they're going to have games like this. Every good team is going to have a bad game. So, you know, and it had to happen at this point for the season. So at least the Cowboys are now not too stressed of having to to really focus on having a season where they're not really going to have too, too much intention for a big loss because that's their biggest loss of the season to the Cowboys and not just losing to the Buccaneers. Um, they kind of need a, a loss where they can humble themselves and, See where they can they could progress and get better at. Cowboys are still a good team. Nothing nothing to be worried about for the Cowboys. Again, one loss, and then if they win next week, the Cowboys fans are gonna go crazy and say we're winning the Super Bowl. So either way, it's really you can't really say anything for that. But honestly, it really just doesn't matter. I think the Cowboys are still great, and they go up against the Falcons next week. So that's another good opportunity for them to just get another win in their column. And for the Broncos, they played great offensively, man. They played great throughout the game. It was super surprising because that defense is not something I've been I've been seeing as as great. But that defense, man, that defense was fantastic. They were on point. They were putting a lot of pressure at Dak, at Dak Prescott, man. It was it was really good. So the Broncos, they're five and four, and their next game is against the Philadelphia Eagles. 
next week. So that could also be in Denver. So that could be an also another easy W for them. So yeah, the Broncos, they defeat the Dallas Cowboys 30 to 16. Next, we got the Minnesota Vikings versus the Baltimore Ravens. As the Baltimore Ravens, they win this game 34 to 31 in overtime by Justin Tucker hitting the game winning field goal in overtime. Kirk Cousins, 17 for 28, 187 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions, one rushing touchdown for Kirk Cousins, a receiving touchdown for Adam Thielen and for Justin Jefferson, and an interception for Cameron Bynum. And then for the Ravens, Lamar Jackson, 27 for 41, 266 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions, one rushing touchdown for uh, Le'Veon Bell, a receiving touchdown for Patrick Richard, Devonta Freeman, and Devin Devorney. Yeah, played great. Played great. The Ravens and the Vikings played great offensively back and forth game. Now, the Ravens, they were able to take the W. They were struggling against that uh, that Vikings uh, defense. They were pretty much struggling throughout the, the whole game, at least the first three quarters. They were pretty much struggling. But then the fourth quarter, the Ravens were picking it up. They scored 14 to force overtime, and of course they went on to win it in overtime by Justin, uh, Justin, uh, Justin uh, Tucker hitting the game-winning uh, field goal. So, yeah, the Vikings though, man, they're a very weird team. They're they're one of the best teams. When they're they're one of the best of the worst teams ever. Like they're they're compare. I don't want to compare them. To the Jets, to the Jaguars, to the Texans, to the Dolphins, because they're definitely better than that. But out of the bad teams, or the most inconsistent and just bad, bad teams throughout the year, throughout the season, the Vikings are probably the best team out there. And they don't look like a playoff team to me. They're just super inconsistent. They had a close game, and they blew some games too. You can't even lie. They've had really close encounters. That Cardinals game early in the season, that could have been a, a W. Same with that Vikings game. I mean, against the Bengals. Uh, there was another game where they could have won. I believe it was against the Cowboys, even though it was really the Cowboys just fighting for it. And this one, if they just got it over in overtime, you know, they would have been victorious. But the Vikings, they just can't really get the hang out of it. Of it. It's been tough. But the Ravens? They're still red hot. The Ravens are still looking pretty good. The Ravens are 6-2. They're going to be playing against the Miami Dolphins this Thursday for Thursday Night Football in Miami. And for the Vikings, they'll be taking on the L.A. Chargers this Sunday. So, yeah, the Ravens, they defeat the Minnesota Vikings 34-31 in overtime. And the last games for the 1 p.m. games, it was the Houston Texans versus the Miami Dolphins. Two pretty bad teams playing against each other but the Miami Dolphins finally oh my god finally take a W and they defeat the Texans 17 and 9 Tyrod Taylor 24 for 43 240 yards zero touchdowns three interceptions my god and the Dolphins Jacoby Percep 26 for 43 244 yards one touchdown two interceptions Miles Garrett Miles Gaskin uh, one rushing touchdown, and Matt Hollins for one receiving touchdown. Pretty boring game. The Dolphins, they 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 scored most of their offense in the first half. They didn't score anything in the second half. It was a pretty lackluster game. Only, you know, one touchdown throughout the whole, uh, two touchdowns, excuse me, for the Dolphins. The rest was a bunch of field goals. Yeah, Dolphins played better than the Texans, but again, the Texans are one of the worst teams in football, and so are the Dolphins. But they have a better squad, better QB, better offense, better defense, better special teams, better kicker, better better coach. Yeah, every everything the Dolphins are just are just better than the Texans. Um, again, not a massive win for the Dolphins. Yo, yo, beat the Texans. What would be a massive W if they beat the Ravens on on uh, on Thursday Night Football coming up? Yeah, if they could beat the Ravens on Thursday night football, that will be crazy. And that would be that would be insane actually. And a very big upset. So yeah, we'll have to wait and see. And the Texans, one and eight. Yeah. One and eight after winning the first game of the season, eight straight losses. And 
Uh, they're not going to be playing next week because they'll be on their bye week. But on the 21st, they'll be taking on the Tennessee Titans. So the Texans, 1-8, and eight, and the Dolphins, 2-7. and seven. The Dolphins still got a chance to make the postseason, even though it's most likely not going to happen. But trust me, if they could win these next games, which is kind of possible, I'm not even going to lie, against the Jets, the Giants, the Jets twice, then the Giants, then the Panthers. Now against the Saints, it'll be pretty tough. Against the Titans, they might lose that one. And against the Ravens, they might lose that one. But they might upset one of those teams. We'll have to wait and see. I'm not saying the Dolphins have hope, but maybe they do. Maybe they, maybe they do. You just have to wait and see. They're 2-7. They look like they're not making the postseason, but you never know. Things th- Teams can change automatically, unexpectedly. So you just have to wait and see. But anyway, yes, the Titans, the Texans, excuse me, they lose to the Miami Dolphins, 17-9. Next game, we got the Los Angeles Chargers versus the Philadelphia Eagles. And the Chargers, they defeated the Eagles 27-24. The Chargers 5-3 and and the Philadelphia Eagles 3-6. Justin Herbert, 32 for 38, 356 yards, two touchdowns, one rushing touchdown for Herbert and a receiving touchdown for Steven Anderson and Don Parham. And then for the Eagles, Jalen Hurts, 11 for 17, 162 yards, one touchdown, zero interceptions, a rushing touchdown for Jordan Howard and for Kenneth Gainwell, and then a receiving touchdown for Devonta Smith. So, yeah, back and forth game for the Chargers and for the Eagles. Um, eventually, the Chargers just played better around in the second half because they scored 20 points there. They're a lot more consistent off the ball. And, yeah, the Chargers were able to take the victory. It was a pretty back-and-forth game. The Eagles, I've really been loving the connection between Devonta Smith or uh, Jalen Hurts and Devonta Smith. It's been great, and I've been loving uh, their dynamic duo um, this season. Unfortunately, of course, the record hasn't been impressive. They're 3-6, and six, but still, I do like this team's play, and I do think they're going to be a threat in the near future, so we'll have to wait and see. But the Chargers next week, they'll be taking on the Minnesota Vikings as the Philadelphia Eagles. They'll be taking on the Denver Broncos on Sunday. So two tough teams. They're going to play for the Chargers. Uh, They might take the W against the Vikings and for the Eagles, a tough game against the Broncos coming up. So, yes, the Chargers, they defeat the Eagles 27-24. Next game, we got the Arizona Cardinals versus the San Francisco 49ers. The Cardinals, yeah, they're they're probably the best team in the NFL. Record-wise, 8-1 because they defeated the San Francisco 49ers 31-17. Yeah, man, this Cardinals team is, inc- is incredible. Colt McCoy, 22 for 26, 249 yards, one touchdown, uh, two rushing touchdowns for James Conner. Emo Benjamin had a hey, Eno and Benjamin, not Emo, I'm sorry. Had one rushing touchdown, and James Conner had a receiving touchdown. And then for the 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo, 28 for 40, 326 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. And those two receiving touchdowns went to Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle. So, yeah, the Cardinals, uh, they played great. Uh, They were not having Kyler Murray because he was out, and also DeAndre Hopkins. And it's just crazy. They were still able to defeat the 49ers, who are still one of the underrated they've they, they they play they haven't been playing to their expectations they have still been pretty disappointing this year they haven't been as good as you expect but that defense is still a massive problem in san francisco and they're still one of the best in the league and that cardinals offense man it's just insane and colt mccoy didn't really have to do that much because you know they were able to get downfield and they were able to score and they didn't really they didn't need kyler murray to do that so and, or the Andre Hopkins, so they didn't really need to do that. And a lot of core pieces on their defense as well were missing due to injury. And yeah, it looks pretty good for the Cardinals right now. They're eight and one. They're definitely making the postseason. They've just been looking really good, man. The Cardinals are just incredible. Eight and one this season. They, next week they go up against the Carolina Panthers, so that should be a pretty fairly easy game for the Cardinals. And then for the San Francisco 49ers, who are three and five. Next week, they have a Monday night football game against the Rams, so that should be a pretty difficult game for the Niners. But it'll be in San Francisco, so you never know. You never know. And so the Cardinals, they defeat the 49ers 
to 17. Next game, we got the Green Bay Packers versus the Kansas City Chiefs. And the Chiefs, they take the victory 13 to 7. And the Packers are 7 and 2 as well. The Chiefs are 5 and 4. So Jordan Love, 19 for 34 in his first career. Start nine, uh, 190 yards, one touchdown, one interception, and that one touchdown was a receiving touchdown to Alan Lazard. And then for the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, 20 for 37, 166 yards, one touchdown, and a receiving touchdown for T Travis Kelsey. So it was a pretty boring game. There was literally only two touchdowns. Uh, their defense was okay. That was pretty good for, for both parts of the game. I do really think the Packers' offense... Yeah, with Jordan Love, they were kind of limited. They weren't really doing that much. Uh, Aaron Jones um, only had 53 rushing touch, uh, rushing touchdowns, rush, rushing yards. Uh, Randall Cobb only had 50 yards. Devontae Adams only had 42. So it was it was kind of inconsistent for the Packers' offense. They weren't really getting anything done. The Chiefs, though, they were still kind of they were still struggling against that Packers' defense. And it's just mind-blowing, man. Like, that defense has so many injuries, and you expect that that offense will run through them. But no, man. Somehow, still, the Chiefs are still struggling, even with a team without Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback. You may think the Chiefs are going to light them up. They barely won this game, man. Congrats. The Chiefs won this game. A W is a W. Whatever. If you want to say it's a Mickey Mouse win, I, I don't care. It's still a victory. It's still concerning. The Chiefs are still they don't they don't shock the world or they're not gonna tell anybody on notice. Yo, we beat the Packers. Give us our respect. Like, yeah, without Aaron Rodgers, yeah, without other key players due to injury. So, look, and Mahomes is still inconsistent, man. He just hasn't been. He didn't throw an interception or cost any turnovers in this game, which was good. So that's a little bit of progression, but still, man. It just hasn't been looking that good for the Chiefs. They're 5-4, and four, and their real test is next Sunday because they go up against the Raiders in Las Vegas, and they've been pretty good. So whoever wins that game will be crucial to win that division because they will play against the Raiders again on December 12th. And then the next week, on the 16th, um, they'll be taking on the Chargers. And also, let's not forget that they haven't played the Broncos yet this year, so they have to play them December 5th and January 9th. So, yeah, a lot of divisional games coming soon for the Chiefs. So, they got to win at least, like, four of those games, which might be tough. And not to mention, they got games against the Bengals and the Steelers and against the Cowboys. So, Chiefs defense, uh, still a bad, still, still horrible. And they got to progress. And the offense has to switch it up. The Packers, you know, losing to the Chiefs, it's fine. You know, they didn't have Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers with the whole issue of him. Uh, Probably going to get suspended and people hating on him, obviously, due to this, his own decision with, with the vaccine, whether he lied to the media that he got vaccinated or whatnot. Whole mess. Whole mess that the Packers have now. It was a whole mess that he was probably going to leave Green Bay in the offseason. Now, now he's with Green Bay. He's fine, chilling. But now that's a whole situation now. Whatever, man. There's a lot going on. And the Packers, next week, they go up against the Seattle Seahawks on the 14th in Green Bay in Lambeau Field. So... Yeah, and so the Chiefs, they defeat the Packers 13-7. And next game, finally, the last game, uh, Sunday Night Football to end it off. The Tennessee Titans versus the L.A. Rams. The Titans, they were able to defeat the Rams 28-16. Both teams, the Times and the Rams, are both now 7-2. and two. Ryan Tannehill, 19 for 27, 143 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Uh, rushing touchdown for Adrian Peterson, his first game as a Tennessee Titan, of course, replacing um, inactive Derrick Henry. And then Ryan Tannehill with a three-yard rushing touchdown. And then a receiving touchdown for Geoff Swain. And then for the Rams, Matthew Stafford, 31 for 48, 294 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions, and uh, a, a receiving touchdown for Sony Michelle. So the Rams, they didn't play that great at all. Uh, Matthew Stafford looked like Detroit Lions Matthew Stafford if they were playing against a good defense. Yeah, it was pretty bad for the Rams. Uh, they were not playing that consistently. And the Titans, 
very consistently. They score. I mean, they were not really that consistent throughout, but in that second quarter, they were blowing the fuck out of the the uh, the Rams. They were up by what twenty one. So I think it was like twenty one to three. So they're up by eighteen at that point by halftime. The, the the momentum really hasn't changed for the for much for the Rams. They were getting closer and closer, but still they lost this game by twelve. So yeah, the the Rams still hasn't been that consistent um in this game. Still one of the best teams in the NFL, one of the most balanced teams as well, but you gotta give the Titans respect for that because that was a tough win for the uh for the Titans. Now they're seven and two. Next week they go up against the Saints, which is another true team. Again, I know they just lost to the uh, to the Falcons, but that was still a pretty close game, so we can't count them out. So that will be a true test for the Titans and for the Rams next week. They go up against the 49ers on Sunday Night Football, so that should be a pretty interesting game. And that will be important for how the division will end and stuff. And of course, Monday Night Football will be tonight between the Chicago Bears and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Right now, the Steelers are up seven nothing in the first quarter. There's like what eight minutes, eight minutes in uh, left in the first quarter, um, and Najee Harris, I believe, scored the first touchdown of the game. So yeah, um, but yeah, that's that's Week Nine recap. That's all the games that happened Week Nine. A lot of upsets. My predictions, my pick'em league was bad this week. I believe I have like what seventy points, and if I get this game, if I get the Steelers winning today. I get eight points of the week, so that'd be what, like eight out of fourteen, which is okay. It's a little, it's a, it's more than half. I don't get a losing record technically, but still a pretty rough week in predictions. Hopefully, to week ten on Wednesday when I make them, a lot better, a lot more efficient. Because my God, that was that was pretty rough. Um, so yeah. And so let's go to the NBA real quick. Let's go over some some scores. So let's go over the scores from Friday. So the Spurs they defeat the Magic 102-89. The Nets beat the Pistons 96-90. The Grizzlies they beat the 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 with excuse me, the Wizards 115-87. The Cavaliers beat the Raptors 102-101. The Clippers they defeat the Timberwolves 104-84. The Knicks they defeat the Bucks 113 to 198. The Warriors absolutely beat the shit out of the Pelicans. 126 to 85. The Kings, they demolished the Hornets. 140 to 110. Wow. The Blazers, they defeat the Pacers. 110 to 106. Then Saturday, November 6th, we had the Nuggets defeating the Rockets. 95 to 94. We had the Heat beating the Jazz. 118 to 115. This was a pretty close game. Super entertaining. We had the Sixers beating the Bulls. 114 to 105. We had the Mavericks beating the Celtics 107-104. We had the Hawks losing to the Suns 121-117. We had the Blazers beating the Lakers. Westbrook looked pretty bad in that game. 105-90. And then yesterday, uh, Sunday, we had the Nets beating the Raptors 116-103. The Pacers beating the Kings 94-91. The Magic beating the Jazz 107-100. The Wizards beating the Bucks 101-94. The Cavaliers being the Knicks 126 to 109. The Spurs losing to the Thunder 99 to 94. The Warriors beating the Warriors beating the Rockets 120 to 107. And the Clippers beating the Hornets 120 to 106. And now today's games, we have the Knicks versus the Sixers, which is now live in the third quarter. The Timberwolves versus the Grizzlies, the Nets versus the Bulls, the Pelicans versus the Mavericks. The Heat versus the Nuggets, the Suns versus the Kings, the Hawks versus the Warriors, and the Hornets versus the Lakers. So those are eight games for today. The standings, the Lakers, um, they're well, not the Lakers, not right now. Um, they're in the tenth seed, five and five. Blazers five and five in the eighth in the ninth seed, eighth seed for the Kings five and five, the eleventh seed three and five the Timberwolves twelfth seed, three and six Thunder. Three and seven Spurs, the thirteenth seed. The fourteenth seed is the Pelicans, one and nine, and then the Rockets, one and nine, for the fifteenth seed. The seventh seed, the Nuggets, five and four. The sixth seed, Clippers, five and four. The Grizzlies, fifth seed, five and four. The Suns, fourth seed, five and three. The Mavericks, the third seed, six and three. The Jazz, second seed, seven and three. And the Warriors, one and the first seed, eight and one. 
The 15th seed in the East, the Pistons, 1 and 8. The Magic, 3 and 8. In the 14th seed, the 13th seed, Pacers, 4 and 7. And then we got the Celtics in the 12th, the Hawks in the 11th, and the Bucks at the 10th uh, seed. They all have a 4 and 6 record. The Hornets, 5 and 6 in the 9th seed. The Raptors in the 8th seed with a 6 and 5 record. The Knicks, the 7th seed, 6 and 4. The 6th seed Cavaliers, 7 and 4. The 5th seed Bulls, 6 and 3. The Wizards, 4th seed, 7 and 3. And the Nets, 3rd seed, 7 and 3. The Heat, 7 and 2. And the Sixers, 8 and 2, sitting at top of the Eastern Conference for the first two games. I heard oh, Joel Embiid is going to be out because he had COVID, so he tested positive. So he's going to be out for the next like five games. So that will suck for the uh, for the Sixers for the next five games. But hopefully they can get a win tonight against the Knicks and a, a huge game tomorrow against the Bucks too, both in Philly. So yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Um, what else is there to talk about? Well, um, really nothing much. Well, I mean, music, I guess. Uh, what else? What come out this week? Oh, right. Escape Plan, Travis Scott. Um, it kind of feels weird to talk about Travis Scott now, obviously. Yeah, me, me, it's, it's just been bad. Like, I was listening to, to Mafia and Escape Plan, the two newest singles that he dropped this week, and they're both fire. I, I, I fuck with it a lot, so. I've still been listening to it. It's been it's it's a great song. Uh, J Cole has a feature on Mafia. Amazing. I love it a lot. Uh, but obviously, I just can't stop thinking about what happened Friday night at Astro World Festival. I already made an episode about it on Saturday, uh, Saturday night. So you know, if you want to hear my thoughts on everything what happened there, you can check that out. I don't want to talk about it again, but yeah, I I just can't, you know, Travis Scott, his name right now is just not appearing in the in the in the best of ways. The man uh is everywhere on my social media talking about it. I I can't even go on TikTok because as soon as I open it, they're gonna talk about this and as much as I scroll down, it's gonna be the same same thing. So yeah. But Escape Plan, Mafia, two good songs from Travis Scott. This is probably part of Dystopia, which is like a mixtape that he was planning to drop before Utopia. Um, maybe these are the two singles leading up to it. I did hear Escape Plan, like the leak a couple months ago, I believe, what, like in August? Um, I heard it leak somewhere. Um, or actually, no, that was probably September. And uh, it was still fire. Still kind of sounds pretty much the same as the leak. Of course, sounds obviously finished. And, um, yeah, I enjoyed these tracks a lot. Uh, we also had a new one by Post Malone, The Weeknd, one right now. It was okay. It was an all right song. Wasn't anything too crazy. Smoking Out the Window, we had uh, Bruno Mars, Sil Sonic, and Anderson Pack dropping. Yeah, man, their album is coming soon, man. Their album is coming soon. I believe it's coming this week. Oh, shit, it's coming out this Friday. Oh, my God, fantastic. Yes. Three singles, we had, of course, Leave the Door Open, the lead single, Skate, then, of course, Smoking Out the Window, all three fire songs, man. This is potential for album of the year, and I'm enjoying all three of these songs. Incredible. Incredible. I've been enjoying the fuck out of these three songs. One of the best. Amine dropped a surprise album, 2.5. It's not as good as his uh, last album uh, last year from, uh, it wasn't as good as 1.5 in 2018 or Limbo from last year. Uh, but it was still quite enjoyable. Char Charmander was fire. Uh, uh, Shit Sluts was cool. Didi Dum Dada, that's literally the title of the name, um, was cool. Twisted was alright. Some of these songs were kind of mid, I'm not even going to lie. But some of them were not that bad. A pretty quick project. The album cover actually looks kind of dope. It, it reminds me of like the Brockhampton album cover. I forgot what album cover exactly it was, but... It reminds me of that a little bit. Still pretty fire. I'm not even gonna lie. Um, it's a, it's an alright project. I'll I'll go back to a handful of songs, but definitely just kind of like a little small project. I mean, I wanted to put out, but it was still pretty fire. I'm not even gonna lie. Uh, panicking French Montana five year four and again five year four and carrying a drill a drill song uh, and carrying French Montana surprisingly. Oh wow, not a surprise. And. Uh, I also got to saw the Eternals uh, this week on Saturday. It was actually pretty good. I'm not gonna lie, the movie was actually pretty interesting. 
Um, the, I'm not gonna lie, the first 40 minutes of it, it was kind of bored. I was kind of bored because it, you know, it's the first movie. They were just starting the story of 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 the of the film. They kind of have to give you these history lessons and brief discussions, all that stuff. They have to bring it up and stuff. It just kind of felt a lot long. Uh, but when we got to the action and when we got to like the plot and everything, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. So definitely recommended to watch. If of course if you're more of a fan like me, definitely go and watch it. Um, somebody dropped an album this week. I forgot. Oh right, Summer Walker dropped her album. Still over. I still haven't heard it. So yeah, I I did like her album. Uh, over from twenty nine. I haven't heard it in a while. Damn, I have to I have to go back to it. You know what? Maybe I'll listen to it tomorrow when I'm on when I'm when I'm on my way to school. I guess I guess I'll listen to it, or I'll just listen to the new album. I guess you know, fitting. So twenty tracks. Uh, there's features from Lil Durk, Ari Lennox, Pharrell, and the Neptunes. Oh, SZA. Uh, Cardi B is a narration for the JT's on it. We have some d- decent features here. We have some we have some pretty good features. Sierra's here. Damn, I should listen to this album. I definitely gotta listen to it. I want some slow R&B. 20 tracks, even though it's only an hour and three minutes. So 20 tracks, pretty long album, but still just uh, just a little bit above an hour. So yeah, I guess I'll listen to that album tomorrow when I'm on my way to school. Um, but that's that's all the music that dropped this week. So this week we're expecting to get new the new album from Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack from Silk Sonic. And, oh, shit, Adele, I believe, is dropping this week. Damn! This Friday might be good for music. We might be getting two artists who has not dropped an album in uh, in multiple years. Dropping in the same week with Adele and Bruno Mars. Yeah. Yeah, sign me up for that. So, supposedly the 12th, right? We're going to get a French Montana album. Well... <laughs> Yeah, I'm 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 not gonna listen to that. Hall of Fame 2.0. We're gonna get a deluxe for Hall of Fame, surprisingly. Oh, that's probably how we're gonna get the the Smooth Criminal song, the leak song where he samples Michael Jackson. I don't know if you guys heard the leak or anything, but yeah, that might come out on the deluxe. Nirvana 30. Oh, it's super deluxe. Okay, Silk Sonic and Evening with Silk Sonic. There's only nine songs. What the fuck? Oh man. So you're telling me there's only six new songs to enjoy. Damn it, bruh. Fuck. I expect a little bit more than nine songs. But whatever. We're still going to get a good album. Three songs already off the rip fire. We're going to have Thundercat, Bootsy Collins. I don't know who Bootsy Collins is, but hopefully does good at his or her part of the song. But anyways, this album is going to be fire. Uh, actually, Odell is going to be dro- Ad- Odell. Adele. Is going to be dropping next week on the 19th. Her album 30. So, and I actually haven't heard the Easy On Me song. I know it's number one on uh, on Billboard right now. And I haven't heard the song. I've, I'm going to wait until the album drops. I'm just going to wait until the album drops. So, so I can really get to, to listen to the whole album. Uh, yeah, and I, of course, I haven't heard Odell, Odell. Why do I keep saying Odell? What the fuck? Sports fans, right? Anyway. Adele, I haven't heard her music in a while, so new Adele music would be kind of would be useful, you know. Loki forgot she's she's a fucking incredible ass singer. I mean, just 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 too talented in my opinion. I think she just has way too much talent at singing, but it is what it is. So yeah, she's gonna be dropping next week. DC to Dawn, just repeating that multiple times. I don't know when he's actually gonna drop Snoop Dogg. Algorithm dropping next week, supposedly. None of these are like confirmed. Most of these aren't confirmed. It just kind of, but I'm just checking on Genius. So a lot of it isn't 100% confirmed. It's just most likely to drop the weeks coming up. Again, we're still we're still anticipating albums from Corday, JID, Travis Scott. Even though, you know what, Travis Scott's definitely not dropping Utopia this year. Like that's a close case. Like. Yeah, obviously with the whole incident with Astro, he's just, he's not dropping Utopia this year at all. He's dropping it next year, maybe in the summer. So, so yeah, that's my prediction. Yeah, this Astro World thing, I definitely do think that's a huge reason why he's going to delay the album. And obviously because he has to focus on other things. At this point right now, he's not even thinking about the album because there's just so much shit 
that you know he's gonna he's gonna have to go through for the next couple of weeks and stuff. Yeah, but anyways, I'll let me just stop talking about it because then I'll just get into it and stuff. Tory Lanez dropping a droplet or dropping a, an album or or what kind of an EP? We'll have to wait and see. NLE Chapel probably dropping in December. Alicia Keys. Oh, okay, okay. We're still anticipating some albums. Where's Roddy Rich? Where's Corday? Where's JID? Travis Scott, we're getting that next year. Kendrick, we're probably getting Kendrick next year. Frank Ocean, where are you? You haven't been around since years. Beyonce, drop an album. Rihanna, drop an album, please. You were a comp. ASAP, Rocky, where's the album too, man? Like, we're. we're, we're fuck. At least we're going to get um, Adele and we're going to get Bruno Mars, Anderson Pack, Silk Sonic soon. Um, yeah. And also, I wouldn't even mind the, the deluxe album for Hall of Fame. So, get get those albums out. Get those albums out as soon as possible because there's still music to enjoy for the the weekend. When is the weekend dropping the the Dawn? The Dawn is coming album probably next year. He's probably gonna drop it next year. Yeah. So yeah, that's it for today's uh, episode. I'll see you guys on Wednesday for my week ten predictions. And then for Friday, I will. I have to do it. I ha- at this point, I have to. I will do my top fifty Kanye West songs again. It's been ready. I just have to make the damn episode. All right. I want to do it that Friday last week. Whatever excuses, excuses. I will do it this Friday. I'm not gonna promise. I'm just. I'm just gonna say that I kept my word, even though I'm not a hundred percent gonna tell you certainly that I'm keeping my word. I'm just saying that I will do it on Friday. You don't have to trust me, but if it comes out Friday, you can say you can trust me. But anyways, I'll work on it. I promise you. I won't promise you. I'll just I'll just fucking do it on Friday. That's it. Let me just shut the fuck up. It'll come out Friday. I'll do it on Friday. That's it. But anyways, hope you guys enjoyed uh, your day. Hope you guys are enjoying your night. Take care. I'll see you guys on Wednesday for Week 10 Predictions. See what any more news come out today and tomorrow. Talk about on Wednesday. See you guys in a bit. Take care. And peace out, my friends.